Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky and I am joined this week with Brett Freeman. Hey everyone. Zach Cady. Oh, no longer second seat. Oh. <laughs> okay, and Jonathan Lee. <laughs> Hello everyone. Alright. Alright guys, so we've been in an X-Wing drought for a very long time and uh, FFG decided all at once that they're just going to drop a huge bomb on us and give us all this content all in Gen Con week. So we got points, we got three waves uh, to go through, we've got our final pod coming up of the Ban League, so we've got a lot to talk about. Um, We're probably going to spread this out over a couple of episodes since it's a lot to sort through. It's uh, something that we can't just look at and be like, this is good, this is bad, this is the ugly. Uh, So we're going to just go on first impressions with a lot of things. We're going to try to tackle the points tonight and um, just give our first impressions on some of the new ships that are coming out. But first, the Band League has entered its last pod. So there are only three more weeks of the Band League left. People, you guys have been grinding through it. You've been, you know, doing your best. And we have our top eight. So our pods this um, upcoming cycle are going to be memorial pods. So the Wedge Antilles memorial pod, who happens to be the top played ship, even though he's been banned twice, is going to be our uh, memorial pod for the top players. So uh, just going down the list, this is an alphabetical order, not actual order, but uh, we have Andreas T, uh, Brandon Osmond, Damon, uh, David Schmelter, Shannon W, Joel Springer, Springle, I'm sorry, Kevin Salhoff, I'm probably butchering these names, Timo Hetzel, who finally got his first loss, and William McDavid are our top eight. So they're going to be competing in the top pods, um, and they're going to be shooting for the the coveted range or the uh, template tray that we have coming soon. Um, I will spoil that probably later in the next week. Um, I am currently working on the range rulers right now. They are almost being done, and then I will post them in the chat once they are uh, up and done. So this week, if you are the pod winner, we have templates coming your way. Um, and so that is still a go and. From what I remember, is they're going to look pretty decent. Uh, a little spoiler there: they might have the banned ships on the uh, on the range ruler. So I'm I'm excited for them, and then like I said, I'm really excited for the template tray. Uh, so Zach, why don't you take over and tell us what happened this week in the band league? All right, cue the final countdown music. <laughs> So far, good week, fun week, random week. Um, first up with the unbans. Um, rather than go through what's being unbanned, I'm going to tell you what is not being unbanned because it is just permanently gone. Uh, so, in the permanently gone lineup, sorry, in the pod ban, Brett, not Thank permanently you. gone, Thank you. Uh, but permanently gone. First up is the Inquisitor, not coming back. He's just, he's, he's donezo. He's been done in by Kanan. Spoiler alert. So this is the Grand Inquisitor. I know this is the Generic Inquisitor. Sorry. Okay, Generic Inquisitor. The Generic Inquisitor is gone. So Kanan is off the hook then. Kanan is off the hook. 
Uh, Boba Fett also, as we we all knew, who was not getting unlocked. Boba Fett is gone. And we uh, named a memorial pod after him, so I guess it's did. not that much of a secret. We did name a memorial pod after him. And the only other thing that is not getting unlocked this week is Heroic. Heroic is also gone. No more of this annoying screaming in my head. <laughs> but people love screaming Heroic. I know they do. You I love wrong. screaming Heroic. And you're also wrong. It's fun. <laughs> we have different definitions of fun. All right, on to this week's bands. We're going to go through super quick. Um... Spoiler alert! Sorry, Imperials. Sorry, sorry. This was a bad week from the uh, the algorithm for you. Um, yeah. So our band pilots, Lieutenant Sai. So just in time for Colonel Jinden to come back into the league, Lieutenant Sai makes his exit. Uh, the Scimitar Squadron pilot, and I believe that's its second band. So it is just permanently gone now. That's. Hilarious. That, that is definitely a thing. That is definitely a thing. The Scimitar Squadron pilot, generic bomber, is gone. Uh, also, Planetary Sentinels, the generic TIE striker, got banned this week. We banned a striker, everyone. Man, it took it, like three weeks to get one, yeah. and now they're banned. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of fun. So, like, it's really kind of interesting with this last week of the pod. Um, well, not the last week, but the last three weeks, is kind of like, this is the last time that anything's going to have a chance to actually come back into it. So these, unless they got the double band hammer, uh, these ships are going to come back one last time. Anything that's banned after today is just done for the league. So uh, this is the final last unlockable bands. The final band down. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, and then our last pilot to be banned, uh, Major Von Reg. Not Imperial. Imperial wannabe, but also funny. Uh, so that's our pilots. Our upgrades. Snapshot got banned. Shield upgrade got banned for a second time, so it is now gone out of there. And then our most played upgrade for the week, which happened to catch the ban in the algorithm, Elusive. Hmm. Elusive was the most played upgrade this week. Y'all are crazy. Uh, I mean... Are they? There's not many many things left. I get that, but... I mean, I enjoy Elusive. I think it's an okay upgrade. I, mean, I think it's okay on certain things, but it was like popping up on just about anything. Sure. Um, did Elusive get any kind of change? Because, uh, I mean, like I said, uh, three points seems okay for it. Uh, it's maybe a point too high, but uh, I, I like Elusive. Yeah, if, if you're a ship that's going to be doing red maneuvers a lot, it's useful. Sure. That's the thing, right? Like, I love it on a robot, because I'm going to be sleeping with that robot at some point. Right. Um, but yeah, so th- those are upgrades. And then uh, this week's Randalorian. This, this one's great. Drum roll here. Uncar Plut. <laughs> this is what our is first happening? squad jumper ban. Is it? I think it might be. It Entirely is. might be. But yeah, Uncar Plut got banned. Who's also one of our most played pilots as well. This is just where we are. It's an odd place. Uh, then heading into ships. Uh, one, not very surprising. The TIE Defender caught the ban. Again. Shocker. I mean, it's yes. just been such a staple throughout this entire league. 
Yeah. Except for like, obviously the two weeks it was gone, but it's like it's a very solid ship. And then the other ship to get banned, which is hilarious, the Sheathapede. <laughs> the Nothing Sheathapede is, is banned. Nothing is safe in our league. Nothing is sacred. Nothing is pitiful enough to avoid the ban, including the Sheathapede. There's a lot of AP five this week, which was yeah. I mean, the Sheathapede has seen play every single week though, which is yeah. kind of it's been Fenral basically every week. We have literally had one Fenrau every week, except for the third week where we saw two Fenraus in the Sheath of Bean. And it's almost entirely been as a Swarm Tactics caddy. I can see that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, this so, week yeah. we saw a few uh, saw a few AP5s, you know, shaking things up. Only Still only one Fen this week. So... All right. Well, I'm cool. definitely saying uh, I predicted basically none of those. So, yeah. <laughs> Brett, did you make any hot takes? Did we have uh No, no, no hot takes this time. No hot takes. He was still wrong. Yeah, I was. I was not right, at least. <laughs> Correct. Nice. So yeah, so that's our bands for this week. Fun stuff. Umkar plot, sheathapedes, and generic tie strikers. Cool things I never would have saw coming. All right, well, there you guys have it. They are the bands for the last band pod. Uh, so by the time... And on this topic, real quick, yep. before we move on to other things. So this is all live in the squad builder, and we did update the squad builder to new points. Right. So yeah, That's a big the, thing to bring up. I know a lot of people are asking. New points are definitely going to be used. Um, so I know Matt, was. I, did he get the updates in, or is he still working He did. On awesome. So just there we go. Show. Uh, everything should be live in the squad builder. Uh, I will post pairings later tonight. Your new roles and your new uh, pods should be updated in Tabletop TO and Discord. So if you guys want to check them out, make sure your pod matches your role. And I will post pairings tonight. Uh, then you guys can start off on the last and final pod of the band league. Okay. So, now, are you, oh, hold on. are you still doing a? Everyone who participates is in the running to get a set of templates. Yes. Well, it's cool. gonna it's gonna be a prize each week. Um, if you right. complete all the games, then uh, at our final episode of the band league, we're going to do a live drawing and uh, go from there and everything like that. So you will have a chance to win all the prizes that we have been um, collecting for everyone. We also have participation prizes coming. Um, we're still waiting on the artwork to be finished, so keep an eye out for that. Um, hopefully they might not be done exactly when the league ends, but I will be collecting everyone's information to send them out, um, to support your local post office. Okay. Any other questions about the band league before we move on? Now I can't wait to see what people play next. No using the podcast for personal gain, Andrew. That was part of the contract. We signed. I'm just helping my local <laughs> government. All right. So let's get into Gen Con. Um, so uh, we're going to do Gen Con first, and then we're going to go into the points. Uh, we're not going to get too deep into anything with this, as I probably stated earlier. I think, like I said, we really want to kind of sit down and look at everything. Um, and the other thing that we have to talk about is that, like, everything's speculation because, you know, something might look really cool. 
But if it's like 800 points and uh, it gets the dash treatment, then who knows if it's even going to be relevant. Um, so why don't we just start? We're going to go wave by wave or month by month. And FFG says they're going to be releasing one thing each month. We got September, October, and November. Let's see if they actually do it. I'm going to hope that they do. Um, but we're going to jump right into September. So we had a little bit more of a spoilers with the, uh, Z class, the lat and the gunship. Um, I think these all are really cool. We're not going to talk probably the least on these right now, just because we're probably going to be getting some articles coming out and it's going to be the first thing that we're going to talk about, uh, in the next episode. So we'll be a little bit late on these, but are, what do you guys, do you have any first impressions on these ships and from what they've spoiled? I mean, I, I'll tell you right off the bat, I'm excited for the side slip, uh, maneuver with the gunships, uh, and they have like that 180 arc. So I think it's going to be really cool, but, and like I said, we'll get into things later, but are anything that caught your eye with these things? More fire sprays. Sorry. No, 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 not. We're just going into We're not September. there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> um, so I mean, the about. HMP, it kind of reminds me a bit of like how the U-Wing used to be in first edition where you had to telegraph when you were going to do that stop turnaround. Um, but, you know, here we have a 180 degree arc. I could see this thing, um, again, like you said, if it's cheap enough, being, being really cool with the way it's going to move on like basically anything else in the game. Right, and one of the like the things I'm a little bit concerned about with the HMP side slip is the uh, we've seen Whisper, we've seen the uh, Phantoms. Like, I'm curious if that this is going to cause a little bit of a uh, panic with either fortressing or I mean, like, they'll be like, I'm doing a maneuver, I'm just moving sideways, and like, is that going to cause some concern um, with with some hot topics that have been prevalent in the past couple of you know years even with the game i mean there's also a chance that this thing just doesn't it isn't even relevant but i think it it has that potential uh do you get what i'm saying yeah i mean it it certainly has that type of potential i agree it, um, yeah like i said it seems like one of those things where it's going to be like you come fight to me or come to me to fight, and or you know I'm not going to play the game, and it's kind of like you're within the rules yeah. of X-wing that you're maneuvering around the board and everything. But um, if you're sitting behind like a big ship or something like that, I, I don't know. It's interesting that like I'm not trying to bring up any kind of bad blood or anything, um, but it's a little concerning. Yeah, I mean, it I mean, definitely is going to think... be able to not play the game if right. that's what they want to do. So the floor rules are going to going to have to become more prevalent Jonathan. to guard against that. I, was gonna, I mean, if someone wants to, like, mobile fortress, they will find a way to do it with any type of ship, so I don't think it'll be a huge issue with this guy. Yeah, I'm just saying... I mean, that... you're right, you could side-slip, then side-slip back, and then side-slip yeah, yeah. back and forth forever, but I, I mean, if you're going to mobile fortress anyways, you'd figure out how to do it with okay. any... Yeah, you could always just play. one talent towards your onboard edge. <laughs> Sure, but I mean, you can only do that so many times before, like, with this, it's kind of like, I mean, like, it's like the one forward barrel roll that you, I mean, it's not as easy to do anymore because of the way the barrel rolls, um, but this seems like, uh, I, I, like, so, like I said, 
it's something that I'm not really concerned about, but I, I'm definitely excited to see it in the game because, especially because the turns and, and like the banks and everything, I, I'm this is probably the ship I'm most excited for because no one cares about the lat. Like no one likes public players anyway. You guys are the prima donnas <laughs> of X-wing, so um, I, I'm excited for this ship most of all. I- yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's great. Like that uh, repulsor lift stabilizers config. You have to. It, like as Brett was saying, it has. You telegraph. I'm going to be side slipping. You either side slip or you go straight. Right. You know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you have that set to be able to side slip, um, but like the side slipping, just like with other um, separatist ships, it lets them sort of ignore rocks and oil. Like you can fly straight towards rocks, and then you could say and side slip to either side of a rock. It lets you, you can fly with your vultures friends really close. And then you could be like, I'm going to three side slip all the way out over here to be on the flank. It, I think it'll open up a lot of interesting possibilities. Sure. Um, I mean, like, so like, it, it's interesting. So like you, you do, you, uh, you have it that it's a bank or a turn, but I mean, there's nothing stopping you from just doing it straight, right? Like, you're not telegraphing it that much, you right? You can still go straight, yes. Yeah, so I mean, like, it, that's what I'm, I think is definitely interesting about it because you can go straight, but if you're doing the bank or the turn, uh, it's going to be really kind of interesting to see how that like actually maneuvers. And um, do we? Oh, we do have the um, other side of that. Yeah, but that's my opinion on this. Um, like I said, I don't care about the lat. I, I do think the Z-Class shuttle is going to have some really cool tricks. There's some new tokens in that pack. But um, that is my thoughts on this first September wave crossing fingers that we actually get it. I mean, we have Yoda coming out. That's pretty cool. Yeah. With yeah, the lat. Oh, is the he double in the lat? Crew. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was a leader. Yeah. Okay. Right, I mean... First off, two so force on a crew. Pretty great. Oh, yeah. This purple is coordinate. First. Yeah, purple coordinate. Also very good. Um, and Pretty uh, solid ability. Help, yeah, you can help ships get force back. Uh, so it seems like basically the perfect like, you know, crew for, for a Republic support ship. Sure. And so, like, we'll so, Brett, Get it a, Brett, how often do you think you would do uh, pur- do you do purple actions normally as uh, a so, Jedi player? And- I mean, not not a ton. Probably two or three times a game, I would take that purple evade. If I have to do it more often than that, I'm probably screwing up big time in the game. Um, but you know, here on a coordinate is such a yeah coordinate is such a strong action that I, I think it's probably worth a force there to to be able to have that that ability um the only downside is he only regens the the one force per turn right otherwise this card would just be completely bonkers right and it's i mean it's still ridiculously good if fifth brother is now 12 points i think it is what's yoda have to be like 18 to 20 at least yeah maybe even more with that ability being as good as it is that's definitely my i think he's gonna be up in the upper teens if not in the 20s are there any other upgrades that give two force? No. Yeah. No. That's also what I thought. Like, if you look at all the other, you know, upgrades that give one force and how they're costed, think of like the Canons and mm-hmm. Palpatines and all those. Like, yeah, they're all double you know, that in the twelve to fourteen range. Yeah. 
but again, the problem, you, you do only regen the one, right? So the nice thing about Palp is, like, I don't have to worry about, about any resource management, really. Like, I know I get it back next turn. Where here, if I'm blowing both force, now I have to make a choice next turn. Um, but, I mean, it's still great. Don't get me wrong. It's better than basically every other crew option out there for, for Republic. <laughs> and now you just have to bring a crew carrier, which is the downside. Yeah, but that lat, I mean, also pretty pretty great. I know we talked about it a bit, you know, before, but uh, the ability that, or the like, the the rerolls it's going to give Jedi. I, I know, I know. I see you scoffing, but it's going to make Jedi really. No, it'll potent. be great. I agree. <laughs> well, you know, they needed help. Yeah, over a third yeah, Jedi. Yeah, over a third Jedi. Nah, I'd rather just run through Jedi. <laughs> All right, so let's go into the movie wave. Whoa, I just exited out of there. Uh, so let's go into the movie wave. In October, we have the Heralds of Hope Squadron Pack, which is basically the last movies. It's basically like a repaint, which I thought they said they weren't going to do. Like It's a Aces Pack almost, where you get two T-70 X-Wings uh, and an RZ-2 A-Wing. And it looks like they have a bunch of new pilots for all of them. Uh, we had a different post spoiled. We had different pilots spoiled. Did we have any more pilots? Um, we had Poe, Temin. Right, right, right. Temin. Um, and a new A-Wing. Right. So it looks Just like, in time for the new movie. Just in time. <laughs> so it looks like that it's just going to be a bunch of the same pilots that have different abilities. Which I think is kind of cool because that opens up a whole window of... Maybe we'll get, like, other factions to do the same thing where, like, you could have, like, a different, I don't know, Fenrail where you have a completely different ability um, in the same chassis and really kind of open up the game a little bit more. Like, I mean, like, we are only limited with certain amount of ships based off of the LFL world and uh, th this could really kind of keep the game going forward. And that's what I am excited about with this pack. Like I'm not a, I'm not excited cause I don't play a wings, uh, or really, I play a little bit of Poe, but that's about the extent, like I dabble with Ray, but, um, I think the concept that they are going to be making different pilots or the same pilots have different abilities is a good step in the right direction. Um, for uh, the game. I, uh, on the one hand, I agree. I mean, uh, you and I have talked about this quite a bit. I, I think that is a direction the game needs to and should go in the you know giving the same pilot with different abilities totally fine why throw it in another aces pack with ships card packs are now an existing thing in x-wing why not throw this stuff in a card pack right so um or both if you really want to you can put it in both as ffg and let people take their pick you want the nice ships cool if you just want the cards cool that is a good point. Uh, I know when they first spoiled that they were going to do this, that um, they said they were going to touch base on each faction. Um, but that is a good point. Like, maybe future card packs will do this, but I, I know they said that this is going to be the first faction that is essentially uh, doing this technique where they're basically making the aces pack. So, But, yeah, you do bring up a good point because it's kind of like um, maybe... You have all these ships and you don't need any more, and now you have to buy this just to get it. Um, it also ties you into just doing two ships, right? Like, if you did card pack, you could do 
any or all ships in a faction. That's a good point, but maybe, I mean, so with the Resistance having such limited ships, um, maybe that's the case. Um, Like, granted, they are only giving you the cards for those two ships, but uh, maybe when they expand into the bigger factions with these uh, Aces packs that uh, it, it might be different, but I don't know. I want my generic Porg YT-1300 pilot. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I think it, I think it comes down when to a financial they... decision. I don't, I don't disagree. Right? Also, like if you're... I remember when they came out with the Republic and Separatist Squadron packs, I think part of the idea was if you want to play this new faction, you just pick this box and and then you have sort of the building blocks of what you need. So I guess if you're completely new to X-Wing, you have a core set, and you just buy Heralds of Hope, and then maybe another A-Wing or something, and then, then you have a Resistance squad right there. Maybe, and then you could do that and then buy yeah. just the conversion kit. But um, I guess that's true. If you make them into a mini-faction starter, almost. Yeah, I think the main yeah, concern they... is that we're getting into territory of uh, where they said they, with first edition, it'd be like, you have to buy this um yeah. to get these pilots so maybe these will show up in a car pack later down the road but uh because they did did do that originally where like you in order to get a certain thing you had to buy the pack immediately but they ended up in the card pack down the road yeah yeah so i think that also depends like how regularly will they be doing card packs like right. if it's one a year that's still a bit frustrating sure if it's one every other year that's even more frustrating um, so after that, we have again. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was gonna say the uh, we have the tie heavy, which is again uh, just in time for its movie. Just in time. Yeah. So this is from the solo <laughs> movie. If you're unaware, uh, that like showed up like literally like for a second. I think uh, did it even like fire? I feel like they saw it and then it, that was it. Um, fire. What? Yeah, it's been so long since I watched the movie, but it's coming to X Wing and. I'm a little bit excited for this. Like, it looks like, um, you know, it's got, what, eight health here, one agility, two attack. But from what we've seen spoiled already is that it's almost like a TIE SF uh, in regards to, like, only instead of having a missile with its ability, it has a cannon. Um, So I think that's kind of cool that it can basically fire back and forth with cannons. um, And it's got a turret on it as opposed to just the front um that they don't can only go front and back like the other ships um it's interesting because it's like a cannon carrier for the imperials which i don't you know i mean they have the gunships but um i'm excited for this just because i think that there's not much more to it <laughs> it's got a really cool action bar i think i really like yeah. the action bar right i mean you can focus it can white reinforce target lock barrel roll which is red or rotate into a red calculate, which is just kind of a, a a neat option there. Jonathan, I mean, it kind of reminds me of the in a weird way of the Arc One Seventy, in that it's a medium base heavy jouster that can shoot forward and back. Um, yeah, I think, and in Republic, the generic arcs have had some success. So. Yeah. I think the advantage here is it's got to be cheaper than the ARC, right? Like, these, the generic versions of these have to be cheaper than the generic Republic ARCs. Right. Right. Because it has, like, yeah. no shields. 
and then it only has uh, two attacks. So I imagine like you put a cannon on it, it'll be cheaper than an arc, and then you could put three of them in a list to back up like Vader or three to back up Whisper. Um, and with good cannons and with like 24 health, you know, over three, I think it could have a role. But it's something, I don't think there's any ship like it in Imperials, like that big medium-based jouster type. Right. And we do Whereas see... there's many of them in like Scum. We, we see this card here. It's uh, something cannons that I th- believe that's in one of the other packs too. It might be the... Um one of the September packs that it looks like it's a uh, like three dice attack range two to three um, that looks kind of cool so like uh, we haven't seen this card spoiled yet but it's the only other card that says cannons so it'd be interesting I'm imagining this thing is a double cannon uh, slot uh, so I mean if it, it's gonna bring a cannon that can pack a punch I mean, it might introduce some upgrades to different uh, ships that are already out there that can bring double cannons. Um, but just that being said, that if this is accurate, then I mean, it could have a potential uh, three dice attack front and back with that turret. Uh, and that might make up the points from what you were saying with like where the arc um, kind of has that three dice attack and shields, so... Um, but other than that, I, I think I like this a little. I'll p- definitely be picking up one of these as opposed to the resistance. Sorry, guys. I know we got a lot of resistance players around, but that's what I personally like. Any I like other it comments? All. You, of course, you do. Yeah, I'm. I'm buying it all. It, it comes with like a like a tie only upgrade, which will tie into the ship and to the V wing later but it comes with a, a tie only talent yeah that's that's something else we saw with the a-wings that it was like starbird slash that they're introducing talents just for the specific ship chassis so like i said that's something we'll probably look into down the road that i'm definitely interested in taking a look at um and it's interesting and introducing a completely new aspect to the game so i'm excited for that as well all right, let's jump into November releases. And this is the big one. Go ahead, Zach. You can scream it now. More fire sprays. Yep, more fire sprays. Django Fitz is coming. I'm excited. I was always a separatist player. I was always a separatist <laughs> player. Um, <laughs> so we got two more separatist ships and two Republic ships. Woo. I'm tired of seeing Republic, but it's okay. Brett. Do you want to talk about Republic first? And um, then we can gush all over. I, I sure. So, uh, <laughs> so the first thing we are getting is uh, a V wing, um, which is kind of hopefully fill a nice like uh, like cheap interceptor type role for Republic that they don't really have a, a great option for right now. Um, hey, it's a two ad- and one. <laughs> I, I forgot that ship even existed. It's very uh, similar to the N one. <laughs> it, it is. It just does not have to go anywhere near as fast. Um, so it, it uh, I think, is going to probably see a lot more use. Um, and like uh, like you guys hinted, it allows uh, the player to take tie-only upgrades. Uh, so that's kind of cool as a way to get faction-specific upgrades uh, to, to something else. Um, and it makes sense since it was a precursor to the, the tie uh, fighter itself 
Um, so it's it, it has a, a red barrel roll and then a white boost into a red target lock, which is pretty cool because one of the upgrades it, it comes with is uh, the Alpha 3B Besh, which basically is like advanced optics, except instead of spending your focus, now you spend a target lock to turn one of your results to a hit result. Um, and it gives you a bomb slot too. Um, so uh, kind of some cool options there. And then we have more Jedi because hmm. we all need more Jedi in our lives. Uh, we have the, the ETA 2. Um, and this ship is really cool. Uh, it has no shields whatsoever. Uh, three agility, a two die primary, and a three die uh, bullseye. So it's basically got like CLT built in, except uh, a bit worse because you don't get that guaranteed focus result. Um, and here we have a new uh, mechanic introduced in a purple target lock. Um, and there are also purple maneuvers now that, that can be performed. Uh, so uh, kind of, you know, exploring that design space of making you use those precious force resources uh, to really get all the capabilities out of the ship. Um, and it, it allows you to do a, a pre-movement a reposition in the system phase by spending a force. So a lot of ways for you to blow your force on this ship, but it seems pretty cool. Just bring Yoda. You just bring Yoda. Exactly. Easy. Get it all it's like back. They, it's like they saw this coming. It's it's almost like they were planning in advance. <laughs> <laughs> planning in quotes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, and we have a new R2-D2, which is great because it's going to go perfectly with our... Um, our participation prizes. Yeah. Uh, so basically, it's just like R2 Astromech on steroids here. You can get a shield back, repair a damage card, um, or remove a device. But this time, you only get a deplete token instead of a no-shoot token. Um, That's not power creep at all. It's fine. No, it's not fine. at all. It's totally fine. Like, this has to be, like, 12 points again, right? Like, Just say a deplete. So yeah, just a deplete token, it goes away. You have to shoot, like uh, if, but it'll hang around. Like if you withdraw from combat and then you take the deplete token, it stays there until you shoot again, or or, or perform a blue maneuver. So, oh, until you put right, yeah. Blue maneuver. All right. Um, and then we go, yeah, the, G, the Cyberspace uh, uh, Ring, I think, is kind of interesting. Uh, I that, yeah. that built-in Supernatural is going to be good. I mean, it's the system phase, so it's kind of like before everything moves. Yeah, it's like the mini D-Cloak, but, yeah. I mean, we've seen with D-Cloaks how, how strong they are and, you know, how they can really be abused. And did you say you're not excited about the Ring? No, well, I mean, so I heard the ring was just kind of for epic play. That was what was uh, expressed. So it's kind of like, um, it'll be cool to see, but I mean, I don't play much epic. So, I mean, I know people are probably like excited that they have this ring that they can just throw on all their ships now. I mean, does that thing pop off or does it? Yeah, so it pops off and it fits on the ETA, the V-Wing, or the um, the Aether Sprite. Aether Sprite. So I have like eight Aether Sprites all so painted up. So I have to buy eight of these and paint, and them, paint them all up. And then paint one of them gold <laughs> with Elvish writing on it. Yes. <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> all right. Uh, um, all right. Let's talk. Let's talk a separatist because that's what I'm excited for. Um, the tri fighter, I think, look really cool. I feel like they're going to be pretty expensive, uh, but 
I mean, probably similar to, I'd probably say, the uh, anything with the... Uh, what are they called? The Sutrafel ship. The Interceptor. Um, Interceptor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think they'll be kind of pretty similar to that. But, I mean, I think they're probably a little bit better because they can share tokens or they have this network calculation tokens. Uh, I think it's a nice addition to the faction because it can pack a little bit of a punch. So if you're tired of kind of flying swarms around and want something more that is not just a another hyena or anything like that like this thing can definitely be your filler ship um and yep. do what it needs to do like i i definitely think that this is going to be a very nice addition to the faction um very thematic and i i am ready to put these things on the table i definitely again three agility which is yep. really nice right i mean sometimes three agility can just last forever and it's got another cool action bar um, it's got a white evade, but it can also barrel roll into a red evade, or it can boost into a red calculate. So, you know, if you're like, oh man, I think I'm out of range one for shared uh, or network calculate, you can you have two options there to to kind of get in range and still have some type of mod. It, I I think it's a really cool ship, and it's got a pretty Where? awesome dial, if I recall correctly. Yeah, it uh, is has the two and three hards are blue. Right, yeah, so this thing can do whatever the hell it wants. It's got the one talent, so Zach can set them up in the uh, opposite direction. Is that, yep, that is definitely the one talent. Uh, so, and then one we talent, have... 3K, 5K. And then we have Django Fett. We got five minutes to talk about Django Fett. So, um, so two things that I'm excited about this for. One, that they're getting an I-6 that isn't Sunfac because they just nuked Sunfac off the table. But... Uh, Sunfac is, it's kind of like he's part of the Separatists. He's part of the Separatists that I know. Like, I'm not a big fan of the <laughs> show, but I did enjoy his uh, role in the movies and everything like that. So, it's something that I'm excited for. We have Baby Boba Fett coming out to fight Baby Anakin. Um, so we got that going. Uh, one of the other things that, so Baby Boba Fett gunner it says that he is an upgrade for either the separatist or scum faction so i'm curious if there's any more cards in here that could be like that uh if there could be like some scum specific cards in here that people might want to fish out and get this pretty cool fire spray get zach i know you're itching doesn't it good job it comes with elicits yes like because in the spread they show an elicit and it's got one right here, yeah, face down. So who knows? That could be yeah. something completely new. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. More I'm fire so spray. And, More fire an spray. i6 fire spray. Oh, my God. I uh, had so much the, fun with an i5. Now, the Slave 1 title that we currently have, that is um, scum only, right? I feel like that's yes, restricted. Yes, it is. And, uh, yeah. Um, that's probably good. Yeah, definitely good. Um. <laughs> So I, I don't know if this comes with any titles. I can't see it on the spread off the bat. I'll run Fire Spray Mall, Fire Spray Grievous. Oh, there's so many fun options. <laughs> um, I'm excited for some of the other. I, I think you know, we have double fire sprays. Double fire sprays. Uh, we have Zam Wessel, uh, my favorite movie character. Um, we've got a bunch of condition cards here. 
I think uh, he's a she, and she's a changeling. Who knows what it is, but it, it's whatever you want it to be. So he could be any, or she could be any movie character that I want it to be. There you sure. go. So Zam She's Wessel, a changeling. She could be whoever you want. Zam Wessel is my favorite movie character because it can be all movie characters. <laughs> Ooh, fight that's fight a, me on that logic. That's a new theory. Which character... From later films is actually just Zam Wessel. Oh, I mean, we watched Zam Wessel die though, like because she is. Actually, Did we though? Did uh, we though? I thought. I mean, she, uh, yeah. I, I, whoa. She got hit with a tiny dart and went unconscious. Do we know she was dead? I mean, who? Everyone or put into thought, a coma and then woke up again. I mean, we watched Palpatine get fucking obliterated into space, and still live and maul get cut in half and still live so you have a very good point so maybe... I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with later lando calrissian she thought his life looked fun killed him and took over his place zam wessel could be emperor palpatine for all we know um, she's the real snoke all of these things are possible snoke. <laughs> snoke was a changeling <laughs> So, um, I'm excited for that. She's an I-5. He's an I-5. I don't even know. It, it, <gasps> My new headcanon. She's the Boba Fett that went into the Sarlacc pit. Not the real Boba Fett. Uh, well, I mean, we do know Boba Fett is... Headcanon! In, what's it called? In the Mandalorian. new Mandalorian series. So, I mean, there's nothing new about that. So it makes sense. Logic fits. It all makes sense now. Uh, so we have some condition cards, though, that are coming with the ship. So uh, I don't really... I'm not going to get zoom into them right now, but it's going to be really interesting to see with them. Someone was saying that they look like trap cards. So we're going to be playing Yu-Gi-Oh! for a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I was just talking about how good the Tri-Fighter was for the faction. This is going to, I think, redefine the faction that you're going to be able to have so many more options and do whatever you want. Like, yeah, like exactly what you were saying, like, Boba Fett and Maul and Boba Fett and Grievous, not Boba Fett, Django Fett. Um, and Django just, with two Tri Fighters. I mean, you. Might, yeah, that sounds that sounds really good, right? Is that a Boba may- Fett in there? Is that one of the pilots? It might be. Uh, people at home are probably screaming. Yeah, yes, it is. Enhance. 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 Um, but so yeah, it's pretty blurry. I, I mean, yeah. So like, this is. Oh uh, yeah, it does look like it. Uh, this looks like something that, like I said, it's going to redefine the faction. Like I, I'm really excited to see this with them all. <laughs> Django and Palpatine. How about that? Um, so yeah, th- this is going to be so, really cool. Okay. We ha- uh, we have to talk about Honda. We do have to talk about Honda. Hondo. Or um, <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> so we, you know, okay. So here's the best thing. Where, where does Hondo come in? Does he come in this? Yes, he is definitely in this. It comes in the fire gotta, spray. He has to be fire spray. Yeah. Right, and the, the, I think the best thing about Hondo is that he doesn't have any restrictions. He's a crew card, but does have, not have a single restriction on his card. So anyone I'm can brand. take him. I'm brand. It's like a Boshak from first edition. Right. Yeah. Um. So, but oh, yeah. That's just for Boshak. And his ability is super cool that it's, a, it's choose two ships at range one to three uh, of, wait, choose at range one to three of you that are friendly to each other. 
coordinate one of the Trojan ships, then jam the other, ignoring range restrictions. So, I mean, it is a range 1 to 3 coordinate that you could do on one of yours as long as you can jam one of the ships. Um, You can't jam the ship that you're on, unfortunately. Um, But, yeah, you could also do it to an enemy ship if there's, like, a really important lock that you need to jam off or something like that. You have that option. Uh, But, yeah, what do you guys think? Or are you just excited for Hondo? No, it sounds fun, but I mean there there is a pretty significant drawback potentially on either like type of use, either on yourself or on on your opponent. Um, yeah, I see it being mean, like super situational. Yeah, like it does add the essentially like white coordinate to to any crew carrier, but um, I'm I don't know it, that one. I, I know we hate saying it, but that is so points dependent. I think. Yeah, same. I mean, I think, like, sure, like, turn one, you just target lock some rocks mm-hmm. with a bunch of your ships. Yeah, that the way, chopper no, trick, right? Whichever one you have to jam off, cool. Um, But yeah, it, it really is going to be points to spend it, and then it's just super, super situational for sure. where I would see it, see any use. Uh, I, I definitely think it's something that we're going to see uh, someone's going to figure this out, and and I I'm I think it'll be good. Um, again, like we we can't go into too deep without knowing any kind of points or anything. But I, I think just his ability by itself, um, uh, because there's a drawback. Like I don't know if it might even be a scaling points because putting this on something like Django might be pretty huge to have an I six coordinate and. Or an I six range three coordinate, yeah, and even just an I six jam. Like if you want to be like, because you get to choose who's jammed and who's coordinated. So I mean, having the ability to see the field and be like, okay, I am going to coordinate you. Um, I don't think there would ever be a time that like the the uh, ship has spent all of its actions except for a boost and now it has to boost. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. you don't have to when you're coordinated. It doesn't have to take an action, right? No, I think it's a May. Um, that would have been funny though. But yeah, like you could being able to see the field and then coordinating <coughs> to a ship that is going to be completely irrelevant to the fight uh, could be super useful and jamming the ship that you need to. Um, could be really uh, useful as well. So, like I said, uh, something like this on an I six. I don't know if points dependent. If you're taking this on Django, it, it could be really strong, really strong. Like, so I'm sitting here. My gut feeling is that like the over under on what I think of this is probably four and a half points. Like, I don't know if I like that ability for five points. And I think that the option of having that coordinate in a like a oh shit moment is totally worth four points. Right. That's, I don't know, that's just my my feeling. Yeah, Your watcher comes know. out and it's like 10 points and I'm just so off. I, I can see it be, I, I think it's so hard to call because I think the big outlier for it is the fact that it is a range 3 bubble. Like the two mm-hmm. ships don't have to be anywhere near each other. You can choose one range yeah. 3 in front of you and one range 3 behind you. And yeah, like I said, I think it's just, it's a situational card. I don't know how prevalent those situations will be. That's the thing that I can't personally picture at this moment mm-hmm. how prevalent that situation where it's useful is in the game because it's not something I've ever really thought about while playing. Ever. 
Regardless, super yeah. thematic. I, I think it's going to be... It's very fitting kind of card. Um, but going on time, let's start to move on to our points discussion. Boy, um, they just gave us way too much information in one week. It would have been so nice if things got split like up over said, the summer. We're going to we're <laughs> going to probably talk about this for the next couple of episodes, um, and, and going into everything. So we could probably even do like a brief our uh, thoughts on these points, and then maybe like take a faction or two a week going forward, and really kind of seeing because uh, my general consensus with these points is they made a lot of small changes. And because of that, it's, you know, it may not seem like a lot, but I think it's going to have a huge impact on the game in general. Like, there was a lot of things that were, like, good in the past six months, the past year even, because some of these haven't changed in a while that have been good. Um, And they're just, they're still there. Like, a lot of the meta didn't change so a lot of things that you could always fly are still there and are still going to be prevalent. But at the same time, crafters are going to be out there trying to find that next big thing uh, with these points. And just the slightest change in anything could have really uh, skewed things. Um, but are, what are you guys thinking of these points changes? I mean, I think I'm surprised that every single faction ended up with a net decrease in points. Um, I, I wasn't necessarily expecting that. Um, I mean, some obviously uh, much more significant than others, like Rebels went down 57 points, uh, whereas Empire went down only 11. But uh, I, I, I'm surprised that everything ended up going down. And, uh, you know, certainly I'm surprised by how heavy-handed they were with the large base ship uh, decreases, because those are potentially going to be very game changing. Yeah, that's a fair point because uh, I mean, uh, I mean, who do you, like without really going too deep into this? Who do you think the winner, like the best points change, was for this entire like series? Like, what do you think made out the best? Either which faction are you think? Faction or pilot? I mean, I, I think Rebels definitely got a good boost, but. Um, do your faction and then do what ship you think. All right. Well, so they're both in. I mean, so I think the rebels, and I'm so excited right now for the YT2400. I mean, it's gotten so cheap that now Dash plus the title, which is a ridiculously expensive title, but, you know, probably worth it, is cheaper than he was when the game was released. <laughs> right. I mean, it's such a giant decrease. Um, I. I I'm really surprised they brought him down another, I guess, six points it is now. Yep. Um, so only 85 points for a four-die primary turret, or bowtie turret even. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I think even, like, cheap wild space fringers. Like I, back in one point, I flew a bunch of, like, the I-1 with, like, HLC on it, and, like, perceptive, the version of perceptive co-pilot then. Mm-hmm. A double-focus four-die ship. Pretty scary, right? <laughs> yeah, a fun little thing on the side. Right. Um, yeah, so it's kind of funny because like, I've definitely talked about it on the show that I've been flying Dash just because like, it's like you want to find the things that like 
are bad and why they're bad. And like I, I identified why he was bad. Um, and the fact that he went down six points, like I definitely think that he is playable. Um, it was funny because I was just kind of browsing Reddit the one day, and it was like different ships that are bad in the game. And this was prior to the points update. Um, and the two ships that kind of came up were Dash and Corin, and both of them went down on points. And like both of them, I have probably done a good amount of testing with and experimentation. And I think both of them are definitely playable. I think they both have certain hard counters. But you can definitely build these things right and have like some great success going into uh like into things like granted like dash I think will probably be obliterated by something like an Anakin, um so you really need some kind of support ships with him. But I mean I was going with a list where just recently where you can fit Wedge, Dash, and Jake inside the same list and have like points left over for some decent upgrades on Dash. Um, so that's my mindset right now. Like I, I think people that are sleeping on these things should probably be looking at them. Like, and if you think that a lot of these ships are bad, like you need to identify why and understand that they might not be as bad as ships as you think. But like um, I said, that's that's just my take on like these things went down, and they're probably going to be pretty relevant uh, in the if we have a tournament cycle ever come up again. Yeah, and I mean, one thing you saw on Dash a lot was Bistan, right, to try and get that double tap for the the four die primary, and Bistan went down four points. So now, you know, that combo is 10 points cheaper than it was a week ago. I right. mean, that's a really big drop. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm most excited, I think, about Dash, um, but the YT-1300s, all the name ones coming down, um, also pretty exciting. I've been playing a lot of Han lately um, and uh, having a lot of fun with him. And that list now that I was flying, I think it's four or five points cheaper than it was. Um, so Rebels across the board, maybe not all the way across the board, but Rebels seem to get a, a lot of big changes, I thought, compared to most other factions. Right. So why don't we talk about the losers of, not the losers, but like, so, uh, I mean, let's talk about the Alzatox for a moment. They... I mean, Wolf saw a two-point decrease. Uh, the Kashyyyk Defender saw a two-point decrease. And Lowrick saw a one-point decrease. But are you ever going to take them still? Well, I mean, they occupy the same role as, like, B-Wings do. So I can see them being played in a hyperspace format where... where there are no, like, com- where there's less competition from B or X-Wings. Okay. The other thing is it is a crew carrier, so there is a potential. It's a small base crew carrier, so if you have like a good crew, like Honda, then it could be a place to put a crew, like Honda. Yeah, and then I think I feel like the U-wing sort of competes as a crew carrier for for the cheaper crew carriers for Rebels. So the Azatek competes with U-wing as a crew carrier and against the B-wing as a heavy jouster and. I think people right now still generally prefer B and U wings, but if in a hyperspace format where you don't have those others, then you could definitely have you could have a Hondo flying around with some Wookies jamming and uh, coordinating his runs. Now speaking of the U wing, right, this two point drop now brings the Kashyyyk Defender below the U wing, where beforehand it was one point above. So I mean, maybe people are really just trying to get that you know squeeze out that one extra point in this 
changes, you know, the, the calculus as to which ship is better. I would be surprised, but it's it's something. The Ewing is still loads better. We oh yeah, I, I think it's loads better as well. But Yeah. It, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. I don't know if they're like that afraid of people running five Kashyyyk defenders. I don't know why they would be. You shouldn't be, but maybe they are. And that's why they didn't want to lower it any further, but I don't know. It seems it just doesn't seem like it was enough for me. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, I don't know, five Kashyyyk defenders, it sounds... It's the only thing I can think of for why you wouldn't lower it down to, like, 40. Right. Then I have to buy another Kashyyyk defender. Like, just I don't see, like, five Kashyyyk defenders being better than five X-Wings. Yeah, I I mean, you know, the the stop is nice that one turn, but... You're still getting outmaneuvered and outgunned and outhealthed and all of the above. And one of these days, Lorik will be done paying for his first edition sins, but mm. that, that his ability is just, his ability is just so bad now. I don't I don't think that day's coming. Yeah. It's so bad. Miranda Donnie went down another two points. <laughs> is is she done paying for her sins? She's up. she's just. It's just so much worse. I mean, it's just... It's almost sad when you so, think about it. Okay. It's not sad. She's like an okay ship now rather than can take on entire right. lists by herself, which no ship should be there. Uh, so it's kind alone. of funny because, like... <laughs> I I did play a, a brief a bit of Miranda and, like, her... It, it, okay, so everyone's mindset with her is, you know... Oh, she can't do what she used to do, but it's kind of turned into, do I need to use her ability this turn as opposed to, I'm going to do it every turn no matter what. Like, I think that's the thing about her now is that like, maybe you do need that extra dice to magically turn your uh, primary into a four dice ship or a four dice shot, or um, maybe you don't need to subtract one dice to... uh, get your shield back that turn. Like, I think that, like, it's not that people are sleeping on her that she's some kind of good ship, but she's a 40-point filler ship. That might, like, be that in that situation that you might need that extra dice. Um, or even just save that MOV if you are, you know, have a shot that you can try to, like, regen up a little bit. I, I think that is her role now and i think that's what people are looking at is they want her to be what she used to be and she's not you could just throw hondo on her why yeah that's not a bad idea i mean just throw hondo on everything hondo should be in every list from here on out <laughs> i mean 48 points with her with barrage rockets seems like a pretty solid 48 point ship to throw into just about any rebel list just does it's never worked for me, but that's probably more of a me problem. Throw a bomb on her if you really want to. But yeah, I think Barrage Rocket Miranda at 48 is solid. Um, it's a lot of arc. So yeah, anything else? I mean, Kanan went down four points, which is interesting. 
Yeah, that one was really interesting. Like, I don't think it's it's going to have a huge impact, but I thought it was surprising. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think anything really with the VCXs is going to make too much of an impact in the game. I mean, I think they're there. I think they're going to hit hard. It's interesting. But, yeah, good. Uh, like for some of these, sh- as they're dropping the pri- the prices of certain pilots, but they keep a floor that's often uh, sixty seven points, so you can't put three in a list. You see like pilots clumping really close together in cost, not just for the VCX, but like the Rebel Falcon. Like the pilots are kind of close together in cost, or the um, or like the Defender. Yeah, like they yeah, get... same with forty one points for not fitting five of them. Yeah. They they yeah. they definitely have their threshold limits that they're very hesitant to break. Forty one, fifty one, sixty seven. Mm-hmm. Anything of the we don't want you to fly three, yeah. four, or five of these in the list. Thirty four, yeah. Like they they they're scared of of bumping up the minimum or the maximum amount you can take. Um, so I don't know. I I don't think I have anything else on rebels unless you uh. No no John- yeah Jonathan, do you have? On that front, one of the um, funny ones is uh, the yeah. Space Tug, where like everything is 29 points except for Zuvio, who's 30 points. All the pilots are at the same cost, except for one, which is one point more. Which is just funny. That, yeah, In that right, weird I little squish. Sense. I don't think it's good. That was just an interesting point from the data that I, I noticed earlier. I had a chuckle at. Uh, Alright, anything else in Rebels? And then we... No, I don't. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. since you brought up scum, why don't we talk about scum? Yay! The thirteen hundred got a big deduction. Damn. <laughs> it did. <laughs> That's Lando, sure a thing. Lando is basically free now in that, right? You can almost run five freighter captains. Almost. Again, there's that forty-one point floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and honestly, like that—that that kind of really upsets me to a certain extent because. It when you, you see like the the space tugs or the the YT thirteen hundreds all clumped in that that point range, what that's really saying is that no, because there's a generic in there, we can't make the ships costed appropriately because we can't have L three who's got a you know a good ability cheaper than a generic that has no ability whatsoever because that doesn't make sense. But that means L three has to cost more than she should, and therefore she becomes you know less playable. Right, and that's the same thing for for probably the the space tug as well, right? They're all twenty nine points. Okay, some of those abilities don't suck, but you can't make them cheaper than the generic, right? <laughs> if only I mean, they had this concept that they could, could put on cards with like a number of pips, and you could only bring so many of a certain type I mean, of Brett, card in a list. I mean, Nom- if only Nomlom does exist. Okay, yes, Nomlom does exist, but is that really because that's the design space they want, or because they really had to do something about the Jump Master since they re-released it? Uh, I, mean, some, I mean, yeah, and they released her as another I want. They could, so, um, so like on the um, PDFs, there's a new column about extended legality, so they could take the like the freighter captain and they can make it take it out of hyperspace and extend it. Uh, that's you know, true. It would be weird to do it on like um like on an X it would be weird to take the generic out like on a TIE fighter or an X Wing, that'd be strange. But you could do it on I don't think it'd be strange on a YT thirteen the YT thirteen hundred to eliminate the generic. Or or on the uh, Lancer or on the um 
Or, or on the YV666 or the Jumpmaster, you could just eliminate the generic from legality. So People here's the play. thing: is that I think that um, hear me out on this because I, I think part of the reason that it says they have that column that says hyperspace and extend it, no. But I, I think the third column's supposed to just kind of be uh, epic, where like it could not be available in either of these but it could be something where like let's say the hyperspace ring that uh whatever on the mm. republic mm-hmm. where it could say no no and then the third bar uh, epic yes so like the, it kind of introduces that where like they could introduce pilots or something that are illegal in hyperspace or extended but they are only legal in um the epic format so the, i think that is the direction that they're going with that um but it, i mean the other thing is I, I don't think it would be crazy to see something actually getting taken out of uh, extended play yeah like i said i just think it's just another case of ffg finding the right mechanic to solve for this problem too late in the game right sure. like they figured out when they came out with separatists that you can make generics that have pips that say you can only take two of these in a list and then you're free to price them however you damn well please because you've already put a restriction in there about how many can be taken. If they would have just used this mechanic earlier, which they had some concept of because there was the one pip on stuff for forever, like, this would have yeah. solved this problem already. Like I, I completely agree with you. And speaking of nice, easy fixes, adding, adding columns on spreadsheets, pretty easy. You just have a maximum per list column and yeah. does the same thing without having to reprint the cards, right? Yep. There you go. Here's the thing. Is there any actual uh, card in the game that has pips that are not just generic? Like, they, they don't have an ability. Like, the Bombardment Drome has three pips, but it has an ability. The Bactoid Prototype has two pips, but it has an ability. Um... Is that the case, mm. though? I mean, like, I think they're maybe, like, going that direction that, like, yeah, okay, um, these are some generic cards, but they have an ability that you can only bring X amount of, where I think that, like, I don't think there's a single card in the game where um, something doesn't have an ability and pips. Yeah, I mean, that's fine, but, but that doesn't restrict you from doing it. Sure. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but... uh like it's it's the answer to this design problem, right? Of like we don't want three VCXs to ever be a thing, but there's a squish at the point value because we can't put it below sixty-seven points, even though it's probably not worth sixty-seven points. Hence, why we never see them played at all. I mean, uh, so we, we we saw it for the first time with X wings. X wings popped up last points adjustment that you could bring five. Um, it became a strong list. But I think at the same time, it didn't become this all list. So, like, maybe it just requires some... Like, maybe they're trying to do it, like, one at a time, too. Because if they were to be like, okay, you can take five X-Wings, you can take five Ozotucks, you can bring three of the VCXs. I mean, it might have been, like, overkill where everyone would just be like, well, this is the generic game. And I don't want to play that. Where maybe, like, maybe it's just in the right notion that it could happen uh, maybe i don't know I, I still just think there are ships that are just never going to cross that threshold right yeah. like 
they kind of learned their lesson with um, Upsilons about never wanting three four dice ships yeah. in a list, or uh, three double token stacking ones and like defenders in first edition. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, I think until defenders come down below sixty seven points, they're when that's a ship that could easily just have that two pip right. I mean, okay, so let's look at this. Uh, IG-88s went down another point. They have gone down every single time that there's been a points adjustment. So they went down another point. You can bring three of them. You can bring A with the two other ones and still have their upgrade. So you get to share a bunch of tokens. But it's not like a list that like is crazy strong. Like They have great defensibility. They have amazing um abilities where they can share tokens um but it's still a list that you're not really kind of like seeing uh, in play i mean i personally think that the ig88s are best when they are swiss army knives and bring a million tools but i mean when when i first looked at this i think like when i see the three of them like i, I see an okay list but i don't see a great list and um maybe that's counterintuitive of what I was saying earlier about like putting a bunch of generics. Cause I, I kind of see these cause they don't have a generic as one thing. Um, maybe they do need to, you know, drop that VCX so you can bring three. I still I don't personally ever see that happening. Like three, four dice ships just has the potential to delete just about anything on the board in one turn. Sure. And I think that's something that they're trying to avoid. Three three dice ships can delete most things, but not all things. In one yeah, turn. and and the three four dice ships also can be a very negative play experience for a new player, and a, a pretty costly buy-in for that new player. So someone goes to their game store, they play against it their first game, they they probably just aren't coming back, or it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I I I don't I never like that argument of. Well, the new player. Um, I think that's all personal experiences. If you're going to be the kind of guy that plays three VCXs against a brand new player, um, I don't know. I don't know if there's a simple answer to this that it could or couldn't. Um, I know some people are itching for something like that. Like, I mean, like I, I know the IG-88s aren't as good as Defenders, but their chassis is very similar. Um, they don't get that full throttle ability, but... Again, like, that's a big ability. Like, right. token stacking is big. Where, like, I, I don't think I would be as intimidated by three VCXs as opposed to... I mean, obviously, three Defenders, I think, is a huge thing, but three VCXs, I feel like, would not be too terrifying. Um... I think VCXs just suffer from being from their threat. Do I see them actually deleting any ship in the game in one turn? No. I mean, but they're the only thing that has a potential to. One of the only things. If you come up with five X's, you got fifteen dice as opposed to you know twelve. So I don't know. It's something that like the design space is um, definitely there for them. But anyway, let's let's talk a little bit more about scum. So the IG-88s went down at point. Han Solo and crew went down a bunch. It's interesting because L3 and Lando did not get the hyperspace jump. Uh, were they in previously? 
in hyper are they that didn't change at all did it no oh no you knew lando and han and lando or han and l3 are in hyperspace and lando and the freighter captain are not freighter captain are not um yeah that's right but whatever lando and the escape craft is that's thematic okay i see it now uh old tarak still is not um anyway boba fett let's talk about him boba fett went up one point slave one one, whole point slave one went up four points which everyone i know people are still probably being like that's still so cheap and it is i mean like that list went up like what like five points total five points only so i mean it's still super playable it's you know Maybe a little bit more counterable because you can uh, know exactly where it's going to be sitting at. Uh, at the same time, that player might just kind of opt into bringing more toys or changing up something like that. Um, or they could too... just get rid of five points of their 18-point bid. Yeah, right. I mean, a and... 15-point thir- thir- uh, bid, is you see that a lot. So, I mean, it's not that crazy. Um Again, I, I think this is one of those things where it's such a subtle change that if people are still going to be bringing this, it's going to, uh, like, really, like, people are going to be able to counter it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I mean, Slave 1 started out at five points, if I recall correctly. Um, and no one was bringing it then, but that was partly because Marauder was Marauder and so ridiculously yeah. cheap. Um, so, you know, I... I Five might just be a, a sweet spot for it where, you know, you really have to, to, to weigh the pros and cons. start at? Uh, I think free. I don't know. It was pretty low. Was um, I can find this, I'm sure. Um, yeah, but like, going back on that, like, I think it's still a decent list. It's still going to wreak havoc a little bit. But I think the, like, power that it has is going a little bit where... Um, oh wait, the slave one still in hyperspace. It is. Um, I, I think Boba started at eighty points only. Eighty points. Okay, so he's up to eighty six now. But like I said, I, I think it's counterable a little bit. Um, I know Empire went up a decent amount with certain things, so maybe you have to look elsewhere. But it's you know where the bid's at, and I, I think a fifteen point bid is absolutely achievable. Zach. Boba Dengar's still around. I'm super happy. That's fine. <laughs> Dace Bonearm. Negative two points. God, what a joke. What, what, a, what a joke of a card. Um, I think that's the most that we need to speak about that. Lancers got cheaper. Lancers that's got cool. cheaper. Okay, so I got a little bit to say about this. So Ketsu went down mm. two points. Asajj went down three points. Asajj, I think, is the big winner here. Um, Ketsu got a little bit of a nerf when the Nantex went uh, and wreaked tractor beams for everyone and ruined everyone's fun. So don't get me wrong. The ability is still super strong. Um, So the drop definitely helps. And but I, I think Ketsu hasn't been seeing enough play that she probably should have been seeing. And I mean, she's still an I4 and you have to spend force for her ability but like that's one of those things that you may not even want to spend her ability and just save the force for the attacks uh sabine dropped two points the shadow port hunter dropped a point 
Um, and, and like I said, that's all because of the tractor beam um, with their title. How how that changed everything. Yeah, and do you even think that's enough of a drop for how how for big Ketsu? of a change that was for them? Definitely Ketsu. Like I mean, like Ketsu's ability is strong. Um, because a lot of times she was just trading and you were really kind of just trying to max your damage out before your opponent maxed their damage out. So I think that is definitely a buff for her. Um, there were situations where you would tractor beam something that was onto you, but facing the wrong direction. And I think that was super situational. But for the most part, you were just bumping and tractor beaming things off of you. Uh, and they would still get to shoot you regardless. So uh, I definitely think Ketsu get a big bump. I think Asajj, it's tough to say. I, I want to test her a little bit more. But that three-point drop on a force user, I think, is really strong. Yeah. Um, the On the same... No Constable Zuvio, Sarko Plank, Uncar Plutt all went down. The Jakku Gunrunner went down. Again, that's all just because their ability got super nerfed. And uh, it's still like tractor beams are really strong. I mean, the only thing I'd be a little bit concerned about with these things is that if you're tractor beaming and they're for the most part low initiative, if you're tractor beaming them in the you know, at, like at, before they move, they can now have the option to rotate and completely change where they are turning. Um, so maybe you just kind of don't even tractor beam them. You tractor beam them and don't move them. Um, that's about it for that. Captain Nim went down a point, whatever. Bosk. You can almost run four transition slavers. Almost. That 51 point floor again. Oh, they just keep accidentally doing that to us. It's almost like they uh, want us to... Would off. four transition slavers be a negative play experience, Andrew? I mean, no. I, I, I never said the VCXs would have been a negative play experience. Um, four transition slavers would be hilarious. <laughs> four 180-degree big base ships. I'm out. If I don't fortress in my deployment zone, it's not fortressing, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't do it twice and just cover the entire board with arcs, is that fine? It's, it's super fine. <laughs> just everyone fortress. Um, other than that, Maul, or not Maul, Boss Gunner went down a point, whatever. Who cares? Boss Gunner is not good. He doesn't even give you the focus token anymore. So that's my opinion on scum. I, I like I said, I think the IG88s. It's I can't say there. There's they're one upgrade away from being a good ship. Um, I shouldn't say they are a good ship, but a very top tier ship. I think um, the YT1300. I think is still garbage. I don't care. Um, how cheap they get. Um, day spoon arms, still garbage. The Lancers, I think, are fine. They they just got better. And every, every, anything else is the same. So, like, nothing else in the meta changed at all with this. Uh, you still run the four Fang Fighters. You still do all that fun stuff. Um, 
Oh, what about Zealous just got slightly better? Zealous recruits are 41 points. Gasp. Um, okay. Do we want to tackle Empire and then call it a night? Yeah, let's... Hit the, do the original trilogy one. Yeah, do the original um, trilogy. Brent, yeah. do you, you <clears throat> want to take this? Or, Jonathan, have you looked at it? Um. So, I mean, I... I, I, I did. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jonathan. Uh, go ahead. Uh, Empire had a decent number of ships that actually went up in cost, where most factions, you know, did not have really any increases, or they only had very minimal ones. Um, so why don't I hit the ones that increased first? Um, and uh, Colonel Jendon just went up one point now, uh, making him uh, more expensive than than any other lambda. Um, the generic Inquisitor went up, where the Baron of the Empire went down uh, two, and that's interesting because uh, you know the same initiative, same ship chassis, um, and now it looks like they're pricing that one force point at about eight points on a, a ship or a generic ship. Um, that's I think our best uh, example of what a force point is worth the FFG. So that's an interesting one. Uh, poor Suntier fell, went up now okay, to fifty-four but... points. I'm sorry, what, Jonathan? Uh, weren't they, were they the same cost when they came out? Uh, no, I think that they were about six points At the different. start of the game? Uh, it may oh, have okay, been right. four points, though. But it, it was it was a pretty minimal one. Um, like Very surprising that Force was valued so little. Um, uh, so Suntir up one to 54. Whisper, again, is, is going up, up, up. A uh, three-point increase. So now... She is 60 points. I want to say she was 54 when the game came out. Uh, so a big increase there. And Duchess jumped up two points to now be the most expensive tie striker uh, at 44 points. So that one is, is kind of a big loss. Duchess was a really great value, a nice pocket ace um, that you know could do some very cool supernatural-like things with the ability to alien or not. Uh, and then just to, to to wrap it up with the things that went up, Fifth Brother uh, continues his climb up. This is the gunner. Uh, he was at nine points uh, at the beginning of last year, I believe, and now he's all the way up to 12. Uh, again, that's a that's a card that doesn't really have much of a an ability on it. It's really just the force point. So that, again, gives us some type of an example as to what FFG thinks uh, a force point is actually worth. Uh so I don't know if you guys want to talk about the things that went down, but I thought the things that went up were probably more interesting in Empire. Suntir fell. Yay. <laughs> it's I, one point. He's, one still, point, he's sure. still cheap. He's still <laughs> cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he just goes up a point every single time until Duncan stops using him um, mm-hmm. or anyone stops using him. Uh, Inquisitors definitely needed that price increase. It, it's interesting that this was the faction that saw all the increases um and it's not really even that surprising like it, they're they're strong so I, I think it's definitely warranted like there's no shocker here um but yeah let's jump into the price decreases all right do you want me to keep going or does anyone else want to no, jump in on this, this is all, all right um all right so the the punishers are uh, starting to be forgiven, I guess, for their initial dominance. They they all came down one point. Um, and every defender that's not a generic dropped two points. So they're actually starting to become, uh, you know, 
pretty reasonably priced. Rexler Wrath for an i5 with a good ability is down to 79 points. Um, so, I mean, that's something to start taking a look at. Uh, these things have, have really dropped significantly. Um, all of the uh, generics for TIE Striker, I'm sorry, all the pilots for TIE Strikers, except for the Planetary Sentinel and Duchess, uh, dropped a point. So now Countdown and Pure Sabacc, uh the I-4s are cheaper than Duchess, like I said, uh, who went up to 44. They're at 43 now. So, um, I mean, Countdown has a very good ability. Pure Sabacc is always a threat, so people like to, to target it. So you can really maybe screw up someone's target priority. Um, tie Aggressors, some of them came down. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't care. I'm not talking about that one. Uh, and all of, uh, or almost all of the Alpha class Star Wings came down. Major Vinder came down a point. Uh, Lieutenant Karsabi came down a point, and the Row Squadron came down a point. So that's only at 34 points for a, you know a decent uh, you know Swiss Army knife. I think is, is how you like to refer to them, Andrew. Um, you know it's got the multiple different configs. Uh, you can load them up however you want to. So those are those are getting pretty cheap as well. Um, yeah, it, I, it's going to be interesting to see how they compete with the the tie heavy. Right, and, and uh, that's an interesting point because, like, I feel like the uh, gunships were never really that bad. Like, I feel like they were decent. Like, they saw some play, they saw some success, and they got a points decrease. So, I, I think that might be um, something to definitely look at. And I'm definitely looking at the tie defenders. Like, they are definitely hitting that point that they're going to be super relevant. And uh, might be a little bit of a menace on the uh, playing field. Um, Especially if they just keep on dropping. Uh, I mean, there's no reason for them not to uh, see some decent play. But ultimately, I think Imperials are the the losers of the whole point drop, or the whole points change, I would say. Fifth Brother going up, huge. Duchess, Whisper. And soon tier going up, all very huge, and generic inquisitor of another really big change. Um, so I think that those, I mean, that, that's a lot of the, you know, the ships that Empire players rely on. Vader didn't get any change at all, which was a little surprising, maybe. Probably not too surprising, but besides him, it seems like most of the, you know, the big heavy hitters did go up, you know, at least a point or so. So. Uh, I do think Empire probably came out the worst here. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with you there that Empire did come out the worst. Uh, I don't know if they would necessarily be... I mean, I think people are still going to find a way to make Empire work. And, and it's just kind of how it is. Like, they are probably been... I, I would be interested to see if they are the most winningest faction uh, since the start of 2nd Edition. Um, I, I would definitely put my money on empire so they always find a way and it's kind of like almost like it's like about time that they finally did get this treatment that they uh i would say definitely deserve um but yeah i i definitely think that they got the brunt of the force with everything going on um Oh, and I, I guess I should say Vader didn't come out completely unscathed because passive oh, sensors, yeah. which passive a lot of sensors. people do like, and we'll talk about it, I guess, more probably next week, did go up and get initiative scaled. So uh, there there was, you know, some type of nerf there, just not to his ship. Cool. Specifically, I guess. All right. 
Anything else on Empire before we uh, close out the show? No, I think that's, you know, without getting into generics at all, I think that's basically everything we got. Yep. Okay. Um, all right. Anything else from you guys before we close out completely? Any shout outs? Anything like that? I'm glad FFG has finally given us something to talk about other than uh, stuff that we have to make just... ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, again. Oh, I was just going to give a shout out to everyone who's still playing in the band league. I oh, mean, yeah, it's we have just six. Okay, so we have two. We have our six pod has six people as opposed to. Um, so we are what is that? So uh, whatever. I can't do math right now. It's getting late. Um, but so we have six pods left. We started at eight. Uh, so it's a great turnout. We have three games left. Uh, you guys really kind of stuck it out. Um, so like I said, anyone that's really sticking in that, we're going to try to get some, you're going to get something. Don't you worry. Even if you do not win a single pod, you'll still get something coming your way in the mail. Um, but yeah, definitely thank you guys for making this happen and sticking it out. So, uh, on that note, we will, I'll be posting pairings coming up. Make sure that your pods and your rules are correct in the discord and everything like that. Um, and other than that, I think that's it. We're going to have plenty more of these shows coming up in the future. So where we actually talk about X-Wing and hopefully by the time that, you know, this is all, we're out of content and we have more content coming from FFG. It's kind of crazy that we're getting three full months of actual ships. So let's hope that FFG actually sticks with the schedule. And, uh, I cannot imagine at this point that they would miss one of these deadlines. I'll be honest. You think? I I think that they would lose so much. This, this is a bold prediction. Bold this prediction. Is my bold prediction. This. <laughs> yeah, this this will be my bold prediction. We will get a ship. It won't happen. We will get the ships September, October, November. I'm very confident. That's fair. Okay, and I, you know, and it's funny because like we're gonna get like such a influx of ships that like I, I would imagine FFG already has started the next. Uh, like stuff of ships that like we're not even thinking about that they're probably like a couple ahead of us um all right so on that note i want to thank everyone that is live with us for listening thank everyone for the downloads if you're a fan of the show check us out on facebook check us out on patreon and have a great night